0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten rommel yet?
2: What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go 24 7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go 24 7 podcast. Let's go on over to that uh, home daycare center uh, across town, get to the one and the only Ryan Callahan. Ryan, would you be so kind as to tell the good people why we have yet another breaking news edition of the Go 24 7 podcast?
1: Uh, because it's July, and we don't do anything in July but host podcasts to talk recruiting because this is the new official commitment month for every prospect under the sun. Seems like uh, it, yeah. Yeah. And, the, uh, and the latest to join Tennessee's 2023 recruiting class is elite athlete Cameron Seldon. Big pickup for Tennessee out of Virginia. Uh, plays at Northumberland High School uh, in, uh, in Heathsville, Virginia. That's a couple hours south of D.C., um, not really particularly close to any other big towns. Uh, if, I, if you're not familiar with the map of Virginia, that one might might not be the most familiar with you. But yeah, a a, a bit of a rural uh, school in Virginia there. That uh, you know, still a big schools found him. This this shows you that they will find you anywhere, and uh, especially anywhere within earshot of a big of a big city. And so Tennessee and, and Penn State and Maryland and others battled for him. It kind of came down to those three in the end. He took official visits to all three last month and tennessee ultimately beats out penn state i think those were the two main contenders really in the end uh for the who a player who's currently the number 24 overall prospect in in 24 7 sports rankings so yeah
2: which would which would uh if the rankings ended today that would put it in holy territory
1: yeah uh Wes, west really working the sensors over over time here recently uh, with the, the well, Jonathan Eccles podcast and then this one. They, so. keep,
2: they, keep getting the, they keep getting guys that are worth
1: it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, obviously a long way to go till signing day. We'll see if he does end up in that five-star range. He's gotta I always say this, you've got to continue to earn it during your senior year, but there's a lot to like about this kid on film. He and and just the skill set overall. He's about six foot one. I think he measured in at 219 pounds on his official visit to Tennessee um so certainly i think has a as a a skill set that's going to allow him to do multiple things at the next level tennessee's recruited him all the way as an offensive player uh wide receiver is the position that's been most most frequently mentioned with him but i think running back also on the table and we'll get into that more in a minute but he is uh with the speed he's got you know 1074 in the 100 meters uh that's that's pretty strong for a guy with that size you can obviously do a lot with that and that's why he's been rated as an athlete I think Penn State and some others liked him on defense at times, so that that versatility is there. Um, but but yeah, certainly an offensive player for Tennessee and one that's a, a big pickup because they they have had some misses at the, at wide receiver. Obviously, you know, not getting Carnell Tate, not getting Malik Benson, uh, and, and at running back, you know, not not really getting any four star running backs. You know, Jeremiah Cobb recently going to Auburn. Um, so for them to have a guy like that that has a, a versatile skill set and plug in a four star player like that, really highly ranked four star at that. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, is a, a big, big deal for, for Tennessee in this class. So a huge pickup for the Vols. Uh, obviously, that kind of goes without saying with that kind of ranking, but big for a lot of reasons because they really did need some, some top-notch skill players on that side of the ball.
2: And and, and football and sports in general are, are, are such amazing things because you look up Heathsville, Virginia, it, it's technically a census-designated place. That That's how small it is. It, 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 if we're to believe the Internet, and, you know, Internet.com is never wrong, Population as of 2010 was 142 people. 142 people, technically. That that's what it says. I I thought where uh, you know my native Maynardville, Tennessee was small, uh, at like 1100 or 1050. This is 142 people. This there's not a lot of people going on. Not a lot of people around this place. I'm pretty sure everybody would know everybody. And yet there's a young man from here that uh, if the season ended today, and the rankings ended today. For twenty four seven sports, this would be a five star player. A kid at this size who can run a 10-7, seven one hundred meters—that that's just—it's it, a fascinating thing because you just don't often see people rated this highly from places that small.
1: Yeah, and and his uh, his offer list also I think maybe reflects a little bit where he's from. You know, I, I've been asked about this before. You know what? why does he not have more offers? Uh, Because, you know, you look at his list, he's got some good programs obviously in there, but, you know, it didn't quite blow up with the 30 plus 40 plus offers. And I think, you know, maybe where he's from has something to do with that. And also just the, uh, uh, just the, just the geography of it. You you know, if you're Georgia and Alabama programs like that, you can go up there to get guys from that region sometimes, but you've got to feel like you can get them on campus unofficially. Sometimes I think, you know, one visit's not going to be enough. you, You think to pull a guy out of that region and, Tennessee only got one unofficial visit from him and they're, the, they're one of the SEC schools closest to that region and that's still about a seven or eight hour trip for him in the car. So uh, just you know some schools might not might not feel it was worth the, the effort to, to go to a place like that. I mean, foot traffic goes to the DC area for sure when coaches are on the road. But you're not making that trip two hours outside of D.C. to see only this kid. I mean, there's probably not a whole lot around there, uh, not a bunch of other schools to check out that have big-time prospects. So if you're not making that trip unless you're already pretty serious about a player in many cases. So I think that that could have held things back a little bit, just where he's located, because it isn't particularly convenient to anything else. So, yeah, that that maybe that factored into it. But to me, on film and with that skill set and that size, uh, clearly a lot to like here. And I think mean, that's why our analysts are, are pretty high on him and have him as you said, kind of ranked in five star range at least as of right now, even though he's still a four star.
2: Yeah, it's basically it's a coastal area. I mean, it's right there on the what's called the northern neck of Virginia. So it's the, there's there's not a lot over there. I mean, there, there's not a lot of towns unless you're from that area. You're not gonna you're you're not gonna know a lot of the towns there, the names of them. I mean, you're you're really almost on the Chesapeake Bay over there. So there's lots and lots, uh, lots and lots of reasons why it's so interesting to me. Uh, this kid ends up being so good from this area. And, and on top of that, the fact that he could play so many places and I, I wonder Ryan, is this is this a, a thing where if he was from or played at a larger area, played at a bigger school, he would have more of a designated sort of position or is does he have the just that kind of size right there around six one two twenty where it just so happens that you could play, more than half of the positions on the football field.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting thought that, that maybe the, the fact that he's had to do a little bit of everything at his school, you know, obviously playing at a more rural school, um, that, that, that plays into that, but we saw a good example of, of, of that, not necessarily meaning you're going to play f- or or be a possibility for four or five different positions. And Jonathan Eccles recently, you know, because he's a guy who's done everything at this previous school he was at in Georgia, Franklin County. And, goes to img academy and he's still kind of you know you're maybe on the fence about him at tight end versus edge rusher but that i think that kind of suggests it's more about the size and skill set and the fact that that Seldon easily could project as a linebacker you know maybe a bigger safety but probably linebacker uh, I, I think linebacker running back and receiver would be the three that that, that look most likely there and and, and tennessee you know they, they've kind of sold him on a a Debo Samuel type role Uh, that that name's been thrown out there a little bit and and makes some sense but a a wide receiver who would who would be able to line up in the backfield at times and that's a that's an interesting possibility you know Tennessee really likes him though and and clearly coveted him uh, just kind of being able to to add a kind of an all-purpose weapon like that not 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 really a gadget player but just a guy who can do a little bit of everything Uh, I think there's some thought that he could be a really good running back at 220 pounds but but a You know he's he's a tough matchup there because he's he's so he's not so tall that you can't play him in the slot. So I think you could play him outside or inside. You can kind of move a guy like this around and get him in some some interesting matchups. Uh, You know if he's if he's lined up on a on a slot corner, he's going to have a big weight advantage in some cases. If you if you put him on the outside, still might be the same case. uh, But he's got the speed to to beat somebody deep. So you can do a lot of things with a guy with this this versatile of a skill set. Uh, so I think it is more about the size and, and skill set overall and not just where he's from. But no doubt he's had to do a little bit of everything, I think, because he plays at that type of school.
2: And, and I I love that that Debo Samuel role. I mean, that's if you're a good enough player to do that and there's not a lot of people who are good enough to do that, if you are good enough to do that, though, you are one hell of a weapon because there, there are so many places on the field you can line up, you can move around. I mean, you can go in motion a couple times in the same play, and just wait to get the right matchup uh, that, that you want to see. There's so many things that you can do with that role. And I just I just wonder, because the way football and basketball to a certain extent also has progressed, it's almost, it's they call it positionless in basketball. I'm not sure positionless in football is the right way to put it. But a guy who can do a lot of things like that, uh, if you are creative enough offensively, I mean, a kid like this could be just an, just an unreal, just a, just a magnificent X factor
1: in your offense he really could and and he's something different you know we've seen Tennessee go after you know so they they seem to like some bigger receivers on the outside in this offense you know that getting Brew McCoy they obviously inherited Cedric Tillman but he's he's been uh he's been good and, and has thrived in this system under under Josh Heupel's staff so they seem to like having some some size at least some height on the perimeter and and you definitely have to have a certain skill set to be able to, to, to play effectively on the perimeter. You want to be able to stretch the field. Uh, And in this offense, you know, you, you can, you can move a guy like Seldon around, you know, pretty much anywhere, but they have shown they, they like to have some size out there having a guy like Seldon, I think in the slot. And like you said, being able to to maneuver him around to the backfield and and potentially do some different things there. I mean, he, he really could line up all over the field. Uh, and that's a, that's an incredibly valuable weapon to have in a, in a, in an offense that likes to spread the field so much, as we talk about all the time from sideline to sideline, they want to use every available inch of that field. Uh, so you you can get a guy like this in space, basically anywhere. Uh, and and you can, you know, throw it to him out of the backfield, give it to him on jet sweeps. And I mean, there, there's so many possibilities there. Um, so that, you know, the last player, I was trying to think the last player Tennessee really had like this, you know, you could maybe say, Alvin Kamara had a little bit of that skill set, yeah, but he reminds you maybe a little reminds you a little bit maybe a Pig Howard, you know, several years ago, someone like that maybe, but bigger than Pig. Yeah, obviously, taller, he was a short, yeah. shorter player there. So six foot one, you know, clearly not going to remind you that in terms of build. But Pig had a little bit of that running back type skill set. They didn't do as much with it uh, with that staff, but I think certainly you could see uh, you could see Seldon again. I, Debo Samuel is not a not a bad example. I think when you compare their builds and things like that, I could definitely see that. Um, but yeah, where he ends up and, and exactly how Tennessee uses him will be fascinating to me. But uh, Nico Iamaliava, the, the Tennessee quarterback commitment, obviously was uh, what was one of the guys that, that helped to recruit Cam Seldon. And I think he's excited about the possibility of having a guy like this at, at his disposal what, wherever he ends up playing. And, and I think uh, after you know seeing him a little bit, I, I think he feels he's kind of a kind of a grown man uh, that you can just kind of do a, do a few different things with on offense. And that's uh, that's again, that's an exciting type of player to, to have. And, and I still think he's a little bit of a, he, he can develop a little bit more. I think that's the exciting thing about him because he's not played probably against the you know, top notch competition throughout his high school career. You can see him getting better and, and you still think he might be a, in some ways a little bit raw or, or, or have some more upside that we haven't seen him fully tap into yet so there's a there's a lot to like about just taking a guy like that who's got that kind of size, that kind of speed, and just kind of figuring out where he can help you on offense, which is obviously in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, and then there's the, there's always the uh, the the worry that 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 jump in competition is so great that that it takes him a, a little bit longer to, to to maybe blossom into a player at Tennessee. But you know, I've learned before that there's kids who come from like five, six, seven, eight schools in other states, and they still need time. And there's guys who come from small places. And they just can pick it up because that's how good they are. They're just they're ready to go. So I'm not. I don't want to paint with a broad brush. There. You never know. There's a lot of exciting things about this young man, and there's plenty more. To discuss about him and about Tennessee's, I guess we can't really call it maybe receiver recruiting, running back recruiting, offensive skill position recruiting. Uh, j- just a lot of possibilities here and lots of fun things to discuss. Uh, but we're a little bit overdue for a break, so we're going to step away for just a second, pay some bills, uh, listen to some product services, in house ads, etc., and then we'll be right back here to talk more about Cameron Seldon and Tennessee football here on the Govals Twenty Four Seven Podcast. Hashtag. Add... Money! Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. During that commercial break, West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, Ryan Callahan coming to you from his home daycare center there across town, talking about Tennessee adding a five-star, five-star, potentially five-star, potentially five-star uh, offensive skill position player, Cameron Seldon. See, I almost said five-star but that's not the case right now Uh, guys technically technically uh we don't give those out just yet we wait and see toward the end then that that's how we do it i like the way we do it Um, but right now this young man is rated as one of the top 25 players in the country by 24 7 sports lots and lots to discuss about him lots of possibilities for his future uh, positionally lots of stuff really exciting ad for tennessee uh, in this recruiting class and we'll get to all that but before we do that uh, just a quick quick uh, request from our end if that's all right with y'all if you could please take about 60 seconds out of your day maybe 90 seconds out of your day right now uh, go in and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast that would help us out a lot we do this for free and, and we're happy to do it it's a labor of love there's no complaints on our end the only thing that we ask for though since we're doing this for free please go subscribe Please go rate, review, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod, you can find this Govols 24-7 podcast. And if you're just listening on the website, we love you. There's nothing wrong with that. No wrong way to consume this podcast. But what really helps us out is if you go rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're already doing that, thank you. We love you. If not, uh, go f*** yourself. That's the, that's the motto. Ryan, with Cameron Seldon, I I know that we talked about this a little bit at the end of the first segment, but is this a kid who, because he plays at a smaller school, you worry about his transition to a place like Tennessee despite being such a great athlete? Or is, is he potentially one of those players who's special enough where that's not going to matter?
1: Yeah, I don't think you worry too much about that. I mean, as you said, there's probably a jump in competition. I I, I worry a little bit less about that with guys who are who are kind of skilled position players or, or who are uh, you know just athletes that you can fit into a few different positions. Uh, I think on the line of scrimmage, I would worry about that a little bit more because you're you're facing just such a different level of athlete and different size players in many cases that there is an adjustment and often often there are big gains you have to make in the weight room, maybe bigger than, than a player coming from a major program at, at a you know six a or seven a level in some state. Uh, you know when you face SEC competition you're just you're just not going to be as dominant when you face face guys at at that at at the SEC level so I it would it would worry me less for a guy at this playing the type of role that Seldon is likely to play because I think the speed translates the size translates are there some adjustments he's going to have to make sure no no question Uh, I I think he's going to have to to I mean he's not going to be used to facing guys uh, and not many are uh, who are just this big and this fast across the board but uh, I think when you get he's just one of those guys, you get the ball in his hands and he can make something happen. So I think that that skill set you know, tends to work a little bit quicker uh, in, in, at the college level. And you can find ways to get him sort of acclimated into the system and and uh, and still allow him to contribute as he continues to, de- to develop. So I, I wouldn't rule out that a guy like him could make uh, an early contribution on offense. You know, in, in what capacity? Obviously, only time will tell. And he's got to learn the playbook and get adjusted to the system. That may be the biggest thing for a guy like him is you've got to know what to do. If he's lined up in the backfield, he's got to get good at pass protection and, and that may be uh, an adjustment for him. If he's a receiver, you know, there's a lot to, a lot to do in this system with, you know, the, the different kinds of routes they run option routes, things like that. You've got to be able to uh, to sort of be on the same page uh, with everybody and you've got to do it fast. You know, obviously playing at that tempo still might require an adjustment. So, Definitely wouldn't project him as a you know day one starter or anything like that. Um, certainly not right off the bat. But I think he does have the type of talent that's going to make him at least a contender for some early playing time. Because I think even if it's only a part time role or you have to pick your spots with him, Tennessee's going to be tempted to get him on the field as, as quickly as they can. Uh, but obviously that's kind of all in his his hands and. Yeah, going to be a product of how quickly he can pick things up
2: yeah it's just you know I, I just wonder about that because I, th- I think he's only played like nine games the past two years not because of his injury injury issues or anything like that it's just that his schools had some COVID issues with scheduling and and you can understand that in certain parts of the country it's just difficult to do that so uh, especially for some smaller schools and he hadn't played a lot of football in that way so uh, that doesn't mean that he that he won't be able to go play what ten fifteen games this year and then just ball out next year as a freshman at Tennessee and it's all good. It just makes me wonder uh, because you start to sort of extrapolate, you start to think like of, of when a kid could contribute and and that's different for for different guys. But when you look at this this commitment, Ryan, I mean, do you look at this as sort of a? I mean, when you look at numbers, do you, do you consider this? A, a receiver signee a running back signee i mean wh- how do you when you're looking at the numbers and parsing over the numbers do you think this has an impact potentially on the numbers for both of those positions or or how do you how do you see that going
1: yeah it, it could impact the numbers for both i I'd, i'll be interested in seeing how that how that develops you know i, th- I think the good thing for tennessee with a class of you know, with a normal class of 25 at most in the past this would have been a little trickier uh to to work around and you would have to have more of a defined idea but having a guy like that allows you to sort of adapt and see what see what else you can get in this class and you know we've mentioned before that the the wide receiver options are thinning out a little bit for tennessee already you know having missed on on carnell tate having missed on malik benson uh a few months ago kyler casper some guys like that who looked like real possibilities falling off the board you still got some other options out there like nathan leacock but you know, how many more receivers you can get that you really like might impact that to a degree. Uh, and I, I know there is some intrigue on Tennessee's end and in, in, in getting him into the backfield and seeing what Cameron Seldon can do as, as at least a part-time running back. So I think, I think there is a very real chance Tennessee, you know, having Will Stallings already in the class, another, another bigger guy. That's, that's the inter- interesting thing to me is if, if Seldon does have a pretty good role at running back, you're adding some pretty good size to that position in this class with, with Will Stallings already in the 220 pound range himself. And, uh, being timed in the four six three range, I think at Tennessee's camp uh, back in early June, you're you're adding a couple bigger guys potentially to Tennessee's backfield. So I do think there's a chance Tennessee does not add another running back now, knowing that at least has a part time option there in Seldon. But as far as how this impacts receiver, I, I think that just depends on maybe who you can get, who else is still out there, and you know I, I don't think they're going to turn away good receivers if they can get them. I think they still would like to add a couple more in this class. So I don't think uh, yeah, I don't think it's one of those deals where they're going to, they're going to add him and say, okay, we're content with, uh, with Selden and, you know, Nate, Nate Spillman and, and, and Nathan Leacock, if we can get him, you know, and, and call it a day, I think they'll keep looking, see what else is out there. And, you know, not, not really, uh, not really shut down the search at that position, but at running back, yeah, it's, it's certainly possible. You could see Tennessee at least get a little bit less aggressive in, in seeking out other options and, I would personally be a little bit surprised if they signed someone else at running back along with the two they've got now. But, you know, it just depends on what opportunities are out there. Again, though, that versatility, it gives you some options.
2: And, Ron, before we step out of here, in terms of what's next for Tennessee, I laugh because we keep saying what's next. Well, a lot is next because that's – this is sort of the time of the year now where these things start to come kind of hot and heavy. What's going on for Tennessee the next few days, potentially, and what's out there and, and how are things looking for Tennessee right now overall?
1: Well, yeah. So, so obviously, earlier this week, uh, we, we haven't uh, haven't done a, a you know detailed podcast, I guess, since the the, the decision of Francis Mowingoa picking Miami over Tennessee. So that was a, that was obviously a big miss for Tennessee on Monday on the Fourth of July. But this, you know, you still got Jonathan Echols, the elite twenty twenty four athlete, uh, that afternoon, and now you add uh, add Cameron Seldon. It's already been a pretty good week for Tennessee, and still could get even better on Friday. Four-star offensive lineman Shamarad Umarov from Denmark High School in Alpharetta, Georgia, announcing his decision. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia, Michigan State, and LSU were the four schools that hosted him on official visits yeah, last month. That's,
2: that's a large mammal. That is a big young fella.
1: Very big kid. 6'6", six, six, uh, 337, I believe he weighed in at on his official visit to Tennessee. So, And a good athlete for a guy who, who weighs that much. So, uh, definitely, someone Tennessee has been prioritizing for a while. They offered him way back in late April, or I'm sorry, late October of last year. Um, so they, they they've uh, they've done a good job there. Have a chance to close it, but you know, Georgia has been kind of the wild card in his recruitment. So we'll see if Tennessee can beat out the home state school there for 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 Yumarov on Friday. So that one coming up here very soon. And then uh, and then beyond that, you know, Jalen Smith at linebacker. We know he's planning to announce on Sunday the from from Grayson High School in Georgia as well. Um, still hammering the peach state as as you always do. But those are, those are certainly two more Tennessee is hoping to get from the state of Georgia over the next few days. And, you know, still some other guys who are possibilities to make decisions in in the not too distant future. We don't have uh, as of the recording of this podcast, we don't have official announcement dates from, you know, Lucas Simmons, the four-star tackle from Florida uh, Stanton Ramil, the four-star offensive tackle from, uh, from, from Alabama. So, so guys like that are still out there as possibilities, you know, who, who exactly makes decisions quickly and, and who waits a little bit longer will, will be interesting to see, but still, still, I think going to be a busy month, uh, beyond this weekend, but certainly, uh, the next few days could be pretty good to Tennessee and we'll see if, uh, we'll see if they're able to land those guys that are out there. But Jalen Smith didn't mention him. But he's, he's kind of a Tennessee, Texas, Virginia battle. He, he uh, you know, Pittsburgh was also in the mix for an official visit. Don't, don't know that he took that official visit, um, Back in uh, back at the end of June, that was his final scheduled official visit. I don't think he made that trip. So uh, Texas and Virginia probably the main competition there for Tennessee. Uh, but I think the Vols are in, are in pretty good shape there leading up to that announcement on Sunday. So been a good week already. Still might be better that that Shamroff humor of announcement on Friday. Obviously, pretty big for Tennessee, especially after you miss on on Francis and Need to start getting some of those big time offensive line targets uh, to to make up for that miss. And and, and obviously we'll, we'll see if Tennessee keeps recruiting him, but certainly they want to continue to build that, build that offensive line class where they're, expecting to, to have a much better idea by the end of the month how that position is shaping up
2: yeah and if you can get a guy who could potentially play tackle at that size that's a that's a big deal so so lots to discuss later on in the in the week i mean probably we'll, we'll definitely have podcasts no matter what but you know there might be some breaking news podcasts coming up so lots and lots going on right now Ryan. i know it's a busy time of the year man thank you for the time and the knowledge
1: absolutely thanks wes
2: and there's the button and now I can say guys thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast as always we always say it but we always mean it thank you Thank you, thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker, 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan, 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown, 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, Just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash twenty 247 You can also go to facebook.com slash twenty 247 and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap Go get that at Govalls247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job all year covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. We got two forums that run round the clock, 24-7, as the name suggests. We got the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world pretty much every freaking time zone that exists we've got somebody there we got people up at different hours of the day we got all kinds any time of day anytime you go there you're gonna find a bunch of people on there talking Tennessee athletics talking SEC stuff talking pro sports talking life advice with kids what to get spouses for their for anniversaries uh, lawn maintenance oh you just you never know what people are going to be talking about on there. And it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature. Anything else right there on the board for you to discuss. And you can get all that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial. That is all that it costs. And after you pay or get that, seven, that seven-day free trial, after that, you get us that, that low rate. That's one mediocre lunch per month. But you don't just get Go Vols 24-7 with that. You get access to Paramount Plus with that for free in perpetuity. You also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show CBS has ever done, commercial-free, tons of exclusive stuff uh, that you can only find, like you know, 1883, Picard, Evil, Star Trek, all kinds of stuff that you can only find on Paramount Plus. You got new movies. You got classic movies, all blockbuster franchises, you know, comedies, dramas, horror, everything, stuff for the kids, all of it, all of it, and stuff from the archives of uh, of CBS, obviously, and MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all of it, all of it, right there. Something for the entire family, and live sports, SEC sports, NFL sports. Uh, you got UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Syria, French soccer, uh, PGA Tour. You get everything on there, and we you get all of that, and our site, all of it for just about a hundred bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See ya.